Welcome to Fertile Minds Radio. Here you'll find wisdom for your fertility journey and beyond, chosen specifically to help you trust your body and elevate your spirit so you can enjoy the process. Join us and see what a fertile mind feels like. Now your host, Hilary Talbot Rowland. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. Mahatma Gandhi. Thank you for joining me for the first installment of Mindful Moments on Fertile Minds Radio. If you listened to episode one or if you have worked with me in the past, then you already know meditation is a large part of what I do to keep rising towards the best version of myself and a huge part of what I teach to my patients in order to help them have a deeper inner awareness and to achieve high mental clarity. Now, you might be asking yourself what this has to do with fertility. In my opinion, it has everything to do with conceiving, and here's why. I think of meditation as a tool that we can use to help cultivate peace during stressful times. It's a practice that starts to leak into the rest of our daily life helping us to feel calm and clear, even when we're in the middle of a storm with big decisions to be made. This is why I always preach to my patients that it's better to meditate every day, even when life is seemingly good, than to be what I call a crisis meditator. And I was a crisis meditator for years, only using it as a band-aid when the shit hit the fan, so to speak. The issue is, is that it's much harder to calm your mind in those times than it is to just simply meditate every day, flex that muscle of awareness, and then it just turns on naturally when stuff is going, well, what we might say, not to our liking. In addition to that, it's this tool that we can use to calm the nervous system. When the nervous system is in fight or flight, it's broadcasting the message to every single cell in our bodies that the world is not a safe place at the moment and that it's certainly not a good time to procreate. It's telling our immunity and our sex hormones to drop, our blood to clot in case we get cut, and shunting our blood flow to our limbs away from our organs so that we can fight or run away. Now, most of us have pretty stressful lives and end up in a low-grade fight-or-flight most of the day. I would say that about 85% of my patients come to me in this state where their nervous system is kind of stuck. It's never dropping back into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is broadcasting a different message we'll get to in a second. Now the problem with your nervous system being stuck, even if it's low grade, is that the reptilian part of your brain that governs our body's reactions to whether the nervous system is broadcasting this message of fight or run versus it's time to feed and breed, which is the message of the parasympathetic nervous system, is that this reptilian part of your brain doesn't understand that what you consider to be normal stressors, like your boss or a full email inbox, or getting your period when you are sure that you are pregnant this time isn't exactly the same as a saber-toothed tiger ready to make us their next meal. This is why meditation is a valuable tool now more than ever. It can override this primal part of our brain that hasn't yet caught up with the immense stimuli we come into contact with moment to moment. 
Life has changed at a rapid pace, but our brains are a little slow to catch up in this area. Now, it's a little bit different in the hippocampus and the amygdala. These are parts of our brain that govern emotional control or the appropriate emotional reaction to our stimuli. Now, these are relatively new on the scene in terms of biological evolution of human brains, but there are several studies that have shown that daily meditation actually reshapes these structures of your brain to help you with emotional control and appropriate emotional response in as little as 30 days. And I'll link to a study in the show notes so that you can see what I'm talking about. And you can find those show notes at ladypotions.com backslash episode five. So... Not only can meditation help us to stay calm while we're trying to conceive, but while we're pregnant, which is super important because this baby is being bathed in a biochemical reaction you're creating in every thought that you have. Now think about that for a second. You have a thought, an emotion occurs, neurons in your brain fire, changing your biochemistry, and bam, your baby absorbs it. This is why I love to teach women to meditate before they're pregnant. Not to mention how this kind of mental muscle can certainly help you during delivery. And the ultimate test, for which you will be super glad you have access to this tool called meditation, is parenting. Your kids are going to challenge you to grow on every single level more than you could ever dream. And it's amazing, but it's trying at times. They're like little mirrors of self-realization beaming back at you 24-7. And we all know that self-awareness or constructive criticism is easier to take when you're calm. So why not cultivate this practice now? At the beginning of the episode, I read a quote from Gandhi that I absolutely love. It's such a great reminder that it's our minds that ultimately create our destiny. There is alignment between our inner dialogue and our outer dialogue between what we're thinking and what we're doing, between how we're feeling and how we're living life, between what our thoughts are and what we're saying. It's easier to speak from your heart when there's alignment. It's easier to not have to wonder, is this person really on my side? There's passion and excitement in your alignment. There's a freedom and a code that lets you live your human experience from a more universal place. This couldn't be more important than when you're communicating with your partner and your healthcare providers during this vulnerable time of trying to conceive, pregnancy, and birth. Today's meditation is based on a simple code that I find relevant to clarity, daily evolution, and personal transformation. The Four Agreements by the author Don Miguel Ruiz. Now, my meditation teacher, David G., has encouraged me to get this meditation out there because it's so useful to so many people. It's so simple, yet so true. I used to have a printout of the four agreements hanging on my wall next to my desk during graduate school because it seemed that every patient I had that was emotionally suffering could somehow be relieved by simply adopting one or a few of these agreements into their lives. It's a powerful code to integrate into every word, thought, and deed. And most likely, these four timeless truths are already integrated in some way into your sacred values. If nothing else, then they act as a powerful opener to your heart that will allow you to create more love in your life, feel more love, give more love. If you're asking yourself right now, 
I don't know what my sacred values are, or what is she talking about? I encourage you to check out my teacher's new book, Sacred Powers, launching this winter. In it, you'll find powerful exercises to execute after you meditate to help you design your divine code. Once you decide the principles you are committed to living your life by, making big and small decisions get a whole lot easier. For today's meditation, I'm going to give you examples of how Don Miguel Ruiz's concept of the four agreements could pertain to a fertility journey. Now, if you are driving a car or running on a treadmill, this obviously isn't the time to get uber relaxed and meditate. So I invite you to either come back to this episode or text the code four agreements to 44222. That's the number four and then the word agreements to 44222. And if you love this meditation and you want to have it at your fingertips, You can simply text us when you're all done and it'll be delivered right to you to use forever. And if you aren't in a place that's conducive to meditation at the moment, but you just have to know what these four agreements are, I encourage you to hop over to audible.com and give a quick search for the four agreements. You'll find it in Spanish, German, and English, which is surely the sign of a good book or what I call a sacred truth when it's been printed in so many countries and recorded in many languages. So let's dive in. Let's find a comfortable place to sit and gently close our eyes and begin watching our breath as it flows in and out. Just watch it, don't change it. Just see if you can observe it. Take your time. Breathe slowly now as you feel your body settling down and your mind starting to slow. Begin to observe your breath with that part of your mind that's listening to my voice. You may notice that there's probably a part of your mind that's continuing to conversate with itself, chattering away, and that's okay always going to be there. Just gently redirect your attention to the breath with the same grace and compassion you would redirect a small child. If you can continue to do this every time you become aware that you've deviated from your point of focus, you'll enjoy meditation much more. The four agreements are, number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. So let's take a journey of being impeccable with our word, of not taking anything personally, not making assumptions, and always doing our best. Let's start with one. Remember to keep breathing, keep settling in, keep redirecting your attention from that conversation back to my words.
What does being impeccable with your word mean? It means to speak with integrity, to only say what you mean, to avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. When we see that others are pregnant seemingly without trying, it can be easy to want to judge their situation and say something like, why them? Why not me? Or they don't deserve to be a parent. Powerful stuff comes out of your mouth. Whatever you choose to flow, then ripples out into the world, perhaps forever. If instead, we can always use the power of our word in the direction of truth and love, our lives will unfold in a completely different manner. What if instead we chose to say, good for them, I'm sure they'll learn a lot by becoming a parent. Or we actually spoke the truth of, wow, this is a shock. I'm sure I'll be happy for you as soon as I move past my own grievance of not being there yet. Just give me a moment and I'll catch up. So be impeccable with your word right now. Just take a few minutes here and explore that. What does that mean to you? Do you talk too much? Or are you holding your tongue? Do you not say what you mean? Maybe you don't lie, but you don't disclose the full truth either. Maybe you're afraid of being judged if you do. If we always know as a guiding principle that every time we open our mouth to use the power of our word in the direction of truth and love, well, that eliminates probably 90% of what we say. So let's explore that. How can you be more impeccable with your word? Just observe the answers that come. What does being impeccable with your word mean to you? Just sit for a minute and observe your mind as this concept weaves its way through your mind and body. And take a long, slow, deep breath in and make that agreement within you. I am impeccable with my word. I am impeccable with my word. I am impeccable with my word. I will use the power of my word in the direction of truth and love. take a long slow deep breath in and really absorb being impeccable with your word and let it go let all those images that came up as you asked yourself questions return to the ocean like sand does from a wave crashing in 
Now move your attention to the second agreement. Don't take anything personally. This is probably my most favorite agreement that I've worked with over the last 10 years. We sort of know what that means. For Don Miguel, it means starting off with this very important principle of life. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, not yours. This means that you could be absolutely perfect if such a thing existed, and you would have no control over how another person views you because they are seeing the world through their lens and we have no idea how clear, cloudy, or even muddy their lens actually is. This can be difficult for those of us who are recovering from a need to be perfect or please others, but the truth is, when you know you are living to your own moral code, that's all that really matters. Many of us venture towards motherhood without thinking about it because we think that we are supposed to do that, or we let the opinions of others and our station in life push us into something that we aren't quite yet ready for. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. For instance, at that holiday dinner, when your well-meaning family members are asking over and over when it is that you're going to become parents. You can understand with compassion that this is their need being projected on you and you can be impeccable with your word when you choose to answer back the truth with love and compassion. Conversation Diffused we assume that people are always thinking about us, or talking about us, or talking about our situation or our issue, but the reality is maybe they are for a hot moment, but then they go back to their lives for the other moments of their day. So don't take it personally. This is their issue, not yours. Remember as a person opens their mouth, they're flowing and expressing their dream and their reality onto you. You'll do the same when you're a parent. When someone is flowing their ideas onto you, they're not actually in your head. They're not living your life. They're not making all your decisions and choices from your heart. Only you have control over that. So let's go deep and ask ourselves, are there things I take to personally? And then we can turn that into an exploration. Observe the answers and images that come as you ask yourself these questions silently and just sit for a moment after each one. What do we take personally and why? all these things we're taking personally are really someone else's and not our own, what is our own reality? 
So if you find yourself upset about it, ask yourself, what do I want from this situation? If there is an issue in your life right now that's causing you suffering, that you keep taking personally when someone else butts in, how can you move beyond letting this affect you in such a way? How can you stop taking it personally? Take a long, slow, deep breath in and make that agreement within you. I am immune to criticism and open to feedback. I am immune to criticism and open to feedback. I am immune to criticism and open to feedback. really try and absorb that for a minute and then as you exhale let it all go let the images and questions conversations that came up let it all go now on to the third agreement don't make assumptions Often we do that out of fear, rather than connecting with a person and asking them the tough questions, we assume the easy and often wrong answers. We can get ourselves wrapped up in a whole lot of drama and misunderstanding over that. We can actually live our lives based on assumptions. We can build our lives based on assumptions. And at a certain point, we're just guessing everything and that's really freaking scary. You must find the courage to ask the questions, to express what you really, really want, and communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. Because trust me when I say, sometimes that sadness and then drama can become addictive within a relationship. And it's not just you that's addicted, it's the other person. So we have to interrupt this pattern if we really want to have an authentic relationship by being the one that steps up to the plate and not making assumptions. Don McGill says, with this one agreement, you can completely transform your life simply by not assuming. Now let's look at all the areas that we assume when it comes to trying to conceive pregnancy and parenting. And these are just a few. I'm sure there's many more for each of you. How does your partner feel about this delay in conception? 
chances are you're beating yourself up. Most men aren't worried about it. In fact, there's statistics to show that. Is your partner on board with doing something like IVF? Or using donor eggs or donor sperm, if need be? What are they thinking about you and your relationship and its current state of totally stressed out as you try to conceive? What's their idea of a perfect birth? Or do they even have one or care? What kind of parent do they want to be? What are they telling well-meaning family members that are asking about the two of you creating tiny humans on their timeline? These are all areas where our mind could run wild and we could assume things and be dead wrong and suffer more as a result. We can move our lives forward simply by leaning in the direction of not making assumptions, even by making one less assumption a day. So when you find yourself making that assumption, say, I don't really know the answer to this, I need to find out and step up to the plate and ask. So let's explore by asking ourselves some questions. Just observe what comes, resist the urge to judge the images or answers or situations that float into your head as you ask, where do I make assumptions? What am I assuming? Where could I agree to myself to not assume going forward? What relationships, interactions, and aspects of my life can I assume a little bit less and communicate a little bit more? And finally, what's holding me back from asking the tough questions? Now take a long, slow, deep breath in and make that agreement within you. I ask, I don't assume. I ask, I don't assume. I ask, I don't assume. And now take another long, slow, deep breath in 
really absorb the concept of asking rather than assuming. Let it become a part of you and then let it go with your exhale. Lastly, Don Miguel guides us that your best is going to change from moment to moment. Your best will be very different when you're healthy as opposed to sick. It's going to be very different the day you get your period and you're not expecting to. It's going to be very different those first few weeks of pregnancy and those last few weeks of pregnancy. And it's going to be a whole world of different those first few weeks of parenting. It's very different when you're tired as opposed to feeling full of vitality. It's very different when you're wildly passionate about something as opposed to indifferent or feeling like you're forced into something. We see how we just phone it in sometimes. We just show up. And other times we know when our fists are pumping in the air, we're wildly dancing, and we're in that best version of ourselves mode. That place where time kind of stops and we're just so present, everything else is blocked out. That's when you know you're doing your best. We're always doing our best from our own level of consciousness. But if your best in the moment is weak, it could be because your consciousness in that moment is weak. And it's through the practice of meditation and through the practice of integrating codes of behavior into our life, like sacred value systems or divine codes of conduct, that we make more conscious choices and we raise our vibration and we show up at a higher level. As our consciousness raises, our actions become more conscious. And with that, our best gets better. My personal code is that I'm committed to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday. I ask myself, how can I learn from where I wasn't pleased? And I try and rise above. You can make that commitment regarding any time frame that feels comfortable. Maybe it's better than a week ago, or a month ago, or six months ago, or when a certain thing happened in your life. Only you can decide. Just commit to get better. To do and be and feel your best. When we learn to do this for ourselves, we organically and effortlessly teach our children this as they observe how we treat ourselves when life doesn't go quite right. And trust me, they observe everything we're doing and apply it back to themselves as to how the world works. That's where we get these concepts that are playing in our head over and over and over. That conversation that you're having, chances are those weren't your ideas. Those were ideas that you assumed by watching your parents or your caretaker somewhere between the ages of 5 and 15. So this is really important to learn how to do now. Because we can teach our children simply by doing it for ourselves. We can essentially save them from a lifetime of trying to be perfect while learning to constantly raise our own bar and transform into better versions of ourselves 
while we're compassionate with ourselves. When we grade each moment in terms of how we have showed up on a scale of one to 10, you know if you gave it an eight, it meant you were present. If you gave another moment a two, maybe you didn't care as much. And maybe you didn't, but when you have the insight that other people are being impacted when you show up as a two, like when you're a parent or in your job, it begins to take on a whole other realm. It becomes so much more important to always do your best. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you'll avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. And this is huge for that player in your mind. This is why we regret things that have happened in the past because deep down, we know we didn't show up. We didn't bring our A-game. We didn't do everything. And maybe that's because we assumed something or we were not impeccable with our word. And that's okay. None of us are perfect, but you've got to learn from it. Had we shown up and done our best in that circumstance, then we'd say to the universe, you know what? It didn't work out, but I gave it everything and I thought I could. It's a very different perspective than, ugh, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to that. And I made some assumptions and that's not how I want it to unfold and I wish I could take it back, but I can't. So always do your best. Just sit for a minute and observe your mind as this concept sinks in and you ask, where can I be better? Where can I activate my best self? And what does that feel like? How can you awaken to the best version of you? Take a long, slow, deep breath in and make that agreement inside of yourself. I commit to showing up and doing my best. I commit to showing up and doing my best. I commit to showing up and doing my best. Take a long, slow, deep breath in. and absorb showing up and doing your best and what that feels like. And then let it go. Now let's spend some time going through each of the agreements and turning it into an affirmation. And we can settle in and truly empower ourselves. First, repeat with me. I am impeccable with my word. I am impeccable with my word. I am impeccable with my word. Now whisper. I am impeccable with my word. I am impeccable with my word. 
and now repeat it silently to yourself a few times. Next, I don't take anything personally. I don't take anything personally. I don't take anything personally. And now whisper it with me. I don't take anything personally. I don't take anything personally. I don't take anything personally. And now repeat it silently to yourself a few times. I don't make assumptions. I don't make assumptions. I don't make assumptions. And now whisper it. I don't make assumptions. I don't make assumptions. I don't make assumptions. And now repeat it silently to yourself. Lastly, I always do my best. I always do my best. I always do my best. And now whisper, I always do my best. I always do my best. I always do my best. And now repeat it silently to yourself over and over. I'm impeccable with my word. I don't take anything personally. I don't make assumptions. And I always do my best. By having the four agreements ripple through you and throughout the rest of the day, throughout the rest of your life, you will embed a core value system, joining your other values and some of them will flow into these beliefs and into these attitudes about these things and into these convictions and into your behaviors and they will silently start to create a destiny of which you've dreamed. And when you stray from your path, because none of us are perfect, feel free to tell yourself, wow, I wasn't impeccable worth my word or you know what, I showed up as a three and I really want to be an eight, nine or ten. Or today, I totally assumed and I didn't ask, I'm gonna double check that. Or, I'm taking this very personally right now and there's no need to, and I'm gonna sit with myself and ask myself why I am. Own it, accept it, let these things teach you and be kind to yourself along the way. Use it as an opportunity to become a better version of yourself. So finally, take a long, slow, deep breath in and let go of these four agreements. Let them flow out with your breath. We brought them in, we put them into the universe and they will keep circulating through us as long as we show up in stillness and silence every day, as long as we are observant of our minds and our actions. And if you feel like sitting for a little bit longer, just repeat these mantras 
or these affirmations as mantras over and over until you're ready to go about your day. Throughout your day, pick one agreement. Maybe you tell yourself, today I'm going to focus on being impeccable with your word. Today, I will not take anything personally. Pick one that you know you need to work on. Maybe you write it down, carry it around, put it on an index card, or on your phone, or as a reminder in that calendar meeting that you have set up that you know might be difficult. And just watch how your day will expand and flow, filled with greater love, greater ease, and peace of mind, as you know you showed up as your best. If you love this meditation, I encourage you to download it right now by texting four agreements, the number four and the word agreements to 44222. And if you can't get enough and you want more meditation in your life, take the Fertile Minds seven day meditation challenge by clicking on the link at the end of the show notes found at ladypotions.com backslash episode five. Thanks for tuning in upping the vibration and for spreading the word. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Fertile Minds Radio, hosted at www.ladyportions.com, where you'll find past episodes, show notes, and free meditations. If you've benefited from what you've heard, leave a comment or review so it makes it easier for others to find this valuable wisdom. Let's help elevate each other. Thanks for listening.